Welcome to Being Honest with My Ex. My ex is Peter C. Haywood. My ex is SJ, better known as Honor Eastley. We were engaged for two years and, and then, then we, we broke, broke up. up and then we stopped talking to each other for a year and now we do a podcast together. Would you have a baby with me? If I can get you to cry next podcast, we'll have a hat trick. <laughs> you don't know this, but I have a very vivid image of what your penis looks like. What? <laughs> if I met you now, I do not think that I would go out with you. Oh my God. I think if I met you now, I'd, I'd fall more in love with you than I did the first time. Hello. Hi. I had a car accident. I know. You had a car accident. I actually still don't know what happened, but what happened? Well, first of all, I'm fine. Okay, yeah, <laughs> like, cool. I'm, I'm almost comically fine. It's like, like a cartoon where someone is in a plane that crashes into a thing and explodes and they like get thrown out and they just land on, on a pillow and everyone's like, oh my God, are you okay? And they're like, no, I'm fine. And you're like, oh, that crazy cartoon world. That cartoon world is my life. Didn't you just hurt your hand? I, I like, literally, like, grazed my hand. Uh, so, I've been thinking about it a lot. This happened five days ago now. Five days ago, I had a big old car accident. And I don't know how much of it was my fault. Like, it was pretty definitely my fault, but it's it's... After the fact, it's hard to determine how much of it was my fault and for what reasons. Like, you put that ice there, <laughs> and, and you came back later, and you drove over it at speed <laughs> while it was raining i was going above the speed limit because in america everyone always goes above the speed limit do they yeah so that's the thing that i learned about driving in america is that you always go 10 miles above the speed limit and i don't mean you like daredevil risky people i mean out of everyone in america which is by this point literally hundreds of people i know exactly two people who don't go 10 miles above the speed limit everywhere they drive have you ever seen the film bridesmaids uh yeah so there's a scene where she's like seeing this cop and he takes her out to go speed gunning. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. He's pointing the speed gun. And I saw this when I lived in Australia. He's pointing the speed gun and it's a, a 50 mile an hour zone. And he's like 60, 62, 63. And just kind of, you know, 59, brushing him off. And at the time I was like, what a weird joke that is. Like, is the joke that he he's not a good cop or is the joke... What is it? No, it turns out that they actually just don't book you until you're going more than 15 miles above the speed limit. That seems like a big difference. Yes. Isn't 15 miles like 20 k's? At least 20 k's? 15 miles is 24 kilometers. That's what I mean. 24 kilometers. If you go 25 k's over the speed limit in Australia, you lose your license. Yeah. Immediately. So the thing about America that took me a while to understand is that you've got to treat it like the Wild West, like... The rules are there, but you don't really get in trouble until you start flagrantly breaking them. See, I see going 15 miles over the speed limit, that seems like definitely, that's not like accidentally speeding. No, and so they will book you if, if you're 15 miles over the speed limit. 10 miles, they will not. In Australia, it's three kilometers over the speed limit. Uh, in Australia, it's 10% of whatever the speed limit is. Is it? I thought it was three. Uh, I, I, it might be 10% or three, whichever is lower or whichever is higher, but th they have a 10% wiggle room, I'm pretty sure, in Australia. I do not believe you. Okay. Just because I remember all those articles coming out where people were like, I went 63 kilometers in a 60 zone and I got booked. Well, the thing is, I was used to the Australian way of like, it's a percentage. So when people said go 10 above... And, like, this is advice that people have offered me of, like, why are you going so slowly you want to drive 10 miles above the speed limit as a default? I thought that was, like, scaled as you went faster and slower. It's just a flat 10 no matter where you are. 
If the speed limit is, is 25 miles an hour, you should be going 35. If the speed limit is 70, you should be going 80. It, it doesn't like scale up or down as you go to the extremes. Cora. Sorry? I mean, I subscribe to, you say Cora? Quora. Website? How do you say it? Quora. Quora. Okay. And they give me these digests. Oh, and they're aren't they great? So, they're so seductive. Yeah. Well, they, they keep track of what you click on and they send you more of that. Ah, oh, little shits. So for a while I was getting nothing but Game of Thrones because I'd clicked on like four Game of Thrones. And then for a while I'd clicked on some politics and I was getting nothing but politics. Now I've got it balanced. So I get a nice mix of like tech and politics and Game of Thrones and other stuff. So if you sign up, they sent, they start sending you little digests. And I was like, oh, fuck this. And then I was like, God damn it. They are good at, like, <laughs> at so like getting me to click on stuff. Yeah. Often they're little delicate information in different work roles delicate. like yeah kind of like why why do police touch the back of your car when they go up to talk to you like why do they always touch the back of your car and it's like to make sure that they have put fingerprints on your car in case something happens it was just like i read one of those the other really? day really interesting that's super cool. yeah that's what i mean like just really interesting like very intricate information about yeah people's work lives and why people do stuff like that? I used to get the Daily Digest, and I found that I was reading all of the ones they linked to me every day, so I, I cut it down to the Weekly Digest. Okay, you ready for this? Yep. Quora, why do people drive above the speed limit? Because speed limits are no longer set the way they should be. Back in the day, highway speed limits were determined by the 85th percentile speed of the drivers who used them. A new road would be built and no speed limit would be posted. Traffic engineers would observe the road for a while and the speed limit would be set based on the highest speed of the 85% of the drivers used. Over time, it became pretty easy to predict the 85th percentile speed for a given road that would be used on past results. So speed limits became standardized and limits were determined by the roads themselves. And then came Richard Nixon. (laughs) (laughs) I think every Quora question should end with that. (laughs) No, that's not the... <laughs> Why did Jamie do that in the last episode of Game of Thrones? Well, in season one, he did this and this. And then came Richard Nixon. So, as much as I love Quora, it's not super, like, reliable. There's, like, some interesting stuff in there. My favorite Quora questions are when it's like, Why did Ashton Kutcher do this? And Ashton Kutcher answers. Have you seen those? Oh, no. Like, there was one a few weeks back being like, Why does Hillary Clinton's budget do this? And Hillary Clinton logged into answer. Like, they just get big names into answer all the time. It's really cool. This guy, he sounds very scientific. Because cruising at 55 miles per hour over long expanses makes me want to take a nap. (laughs) This common phenomenon is known as road hypnosis. (laughs) Now bump cruising speed up to 95 miles per hour and suddenly I'm wide awake. (laughs) With my brain firing on all synapses. (laughs) Okie dokie. So... Uh, I was speeding and I shouldn't have been speeding. And I don't mean I shouldn't have been because it's the speed limit. Because like I said, in America, everyone speeds all the time. The speed limit is 10 miles above what's posted. That's just a universal truth in that country. The reason I shouldn't have been speeding is because it was wet and icy. And I've never driven wet, icy conditions before. So I should have been going slower. I mean, usually, yeah, in Australia, if it's dusk, dark, rainy, icy... I will always go below the speed limit. Right. And so I should have absolutely been doing that. Over, over the past three weeks, I'd driven for about five days and I was four hours away from home. Like I was so close to home that I was just like, if I can just power through this last bit of driving, I'll get home. You know, that thing of like, that's when everyone has car accidents is when they're close to home. 
No, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, totally. Partially because people feel familiar with where they are, so they, like, don't concentrate as much. Or it's because people push themselves when they're like, oh, I'm nearly there. And then they, they, they drive in a way that they wouldn't do if they weren't so close to home. Yeah. So I was, uh, I was driving along the highway, going about five, six miles above the speed limit. Maybe ten. I don't know. Uh, I was going above the speed limit, and I realized that my car was going into a lane that I didn't want it to go to. That sounds bad. Yeah. And over the last month, I've been driving so much that I'm very used to my car. Like, when you turn the steering wheel, it, it goes in the direction that you've turned it. That's a standard feature of my car, and I believe many cars. <laughs> and that feature was suddenly and unexpectedly removed. <laughs> I wouldn't really call it a feature, <laughs> like more like an integral part of the machine. That's a feature, yeah. One of the features of this car is uh, when, you, when you turn the steering wheel, it goes. And so I was, uh, I've, I've never driven in icy conditions. Uh, Australia doesn't really have many. Since then, I've learned all the things you meant to do. Which is? Which is that you pump the brakes. You don't slam on the brakes. You pump them. You like repeatedly hit them. Why is that good? I don't know. <laughs> I've just learned it. I, I, I didn't learn why. Uh, and the other thing that you do is you turn your steering wheel in the direction of the way that you're going. You don't try to revert back. Oh, so it's basically like completely counterintuitive. Yes. And so I <laughs> slammed on the brakes and tried to go back the way that I should have been going. And then you... Rolled the car. <laughs> I don't know why I'm laughing, but... And so, well, if you think about it, like, if I'd turned the way that I was driving, then my car would have just kept going straight. As it was, the tires were suddenly at a right angle to the momentum. Yeah. So that makes sense that your car rolls. Yeah. And so uh, I've never been in a car accident, like literally never been involved in any kind of car accident in my life. I'm a very safe driver. Everyone I drive with is, is safe and I've been incredibly lucky. And so the next like 20 seconds, it was really interesting because I was just like, oh, <laughs> could die now like <laughs> this could be it you know like oh, I, wow. I, and you are terrified of death well in this moment i was like i can't do anything i might as well just watch it all happen like uh so i i, I was watching as a, another car was getting a lot closer to my window than i would like and i was watching as i went upside down <laughs> and my driver's window shattered and my passenger window shattered and I hit the other car, and I rolled, and suddenly I was on the side of the road in a ditch. Wow. And, like, that whole time, I was just like, man, this is... This could be it. Like, this could be the moment where, from now on, I never walk again, or I kill someone. Like, I hit another car, I could have killed or maimed the other person, and that would be with me for life, you know? Yeah. Uh, and so I was sitting in the ditch being like, well, I'm surprisingly fine considering i went upside down hit another car and and like <laughs> considering the violence of the accident i was amazed at how fine i was so i called out to the other car and it was a couple a man and a woman and they were holding a tiny dog oh i thought you were gonna say baby you don't don't hold a baby while you're in a car like that's the thing though it could have been a baby in the car yeah and i could have killed a baby oh my god like i don't know how i would live with myself if i killed a baby and I called out to them, hey, are you guys okay? And they're like, yeah, we're okay. You're okay? And I'm like, I'm okay. And I'm like, okay, well, that's it. Like, <laughs> everyone's okay. Done, you know? So you got, like, one injury, which was a graze on your hand? So when my driver's window shattered, I think one of the little bits of glass must have just hit my hand very slightly. <laughs> You've seen the photo, yeah? Yeah, I saw the photo. Uh, we'll put it in the show notes as well, but it's just... 
It's the most non-injury injury possible. Check that shit out. Yeah, that I don't even know if that counts as an injury. <laughs> I would not call it an injury, no. But my point is, like, I think I'm basically invincible. I uh, don't agree. I mean, if you look at the evidence, it's pretty clear that I'm some kind of Superman character. Uh, who is just impervious to pain and, and physical injury. Look, I remember one evening, several <laughs> years ago, just after you'd had a circumcision. I believe it's called a penisectomy. A penisectomy. And you were screaming in pain, firstly on the <laughs> lounge room floor, and then secondly on the nature strip outside of your house. While I was trying to find my car keys, I do not think that you are impervious to pain. I think maybe that is the incident which then provided me with just invincibility. <laughs> if I was religious, I would genuinely believe I was like blessed by God or had a guardian angel because like I am 100% fine and my car is total. Like I can never drive that car again. It's now been destroyed. Uh, I had to, I do. My friends Kevin and Alicia came, like, drove down from Toronto to pick me up, and then drove me back home again with all my stuff. Like, it was the most violent car accident you can have with no injury, and that—that's exactly what happened. Do you have insurance? Yes, you have to have insurance. You do? In, yeah, this is another thing I've learned. Uh, in America and Canada, you have to have car insurance in order to drive a car. It's a legal requirement. That actually sounds pretty reasonable. <laughs> Doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> and so that, that's why the health insurance has been done the way it is. Obamacare is yeah. not the government provides insurance. It's if you want to be alive, you have to get insurance. If you can't get, afford to get insurance, we will give you very, very cheap insurance. And the reason they did it that way is because people already understood that from motor vehicle ownership. Oh. But like being alive is not like a privilege. Driving a car kind of is. Yeah, and that, that was the Republican argument against it. Ah, all right. Okay, I'm in line. By making everyone have insurance, the price of insurance for everyone goes way down. Theoretically, in, in reality, apparently it's gone up like 30%. I don't know how, but uh, it's been a whole clusterfuck. I'm sure it has been. So are, are you thinking that maybe you are some sort of... Um, I don't want to say messiah. I feel like that's... <laughs> You don't want to, but you kind of do. <laughs> In fact, I actually don't even really know what the word Messiah means, now that I think about it. I think it's saviour. Let me sec. Uh, it's a saviour or liberator or a group of people, more specifically the Jewish people. Oh, there we go. thought it might have to do with some a specific religion. Well, if there are any Jewish people listening, uh, feel free to... No. <laughs> Definitely no? don't do that. No. <laughs> <laughs> There's a really good Werner Herzog documentary. It's quite short and it's about texting while driving. And it's kind of I was of not like, doing that. Well, it's interesting because whenever someone has a car accident, you know, someone that you know has a car accident, first of all, the first question is, are you okay? Is everyone okay? Second of all, you're like, how did that happen? I didn't think that you were texting while driving or anything like that. I thought you were probably doing something stupid like driving above the speed limit in icy conditions. That was dumb. I, I'm not <laughs> even like denying that on any level. That was a really dumb thing to do. And I've learned that lesson. Was it daylight? It was daylight. Yeah, yeah. It was about 9.30 a.m. Oh, okay. I was listening to Harmontown. But that thing of like you could have done something at 
that thing of you could have had an accident. I mean, you could have hurt yourself, but you could have hurt someone else. Yeah. And you were doing something, you know, a bit dumb, like you'd never driven in icy conditions before and you were going above the speed limit. That's kind of, that's, you know, that's not good, but... I should point out, I didn't I didn't know it was icy conditions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, that. that's a bit more forgivable. Didn't know it was I icy conditions. I found out about the ice when I hit, <laughs> hit a patch it. of it <laughs> and then rolled my car. But... Something like texting while driving or I'm trying to think of what else. Roadhead. What? Roadhead. Oh, getting a blowjob while you're driving. Uh, <laughs> that, whoa. You know how you said that would stay with you? That would really stay with you. I'll put a link to the Werner Herzog video in the show notes, but oh my God, it is terrifying. I watched it, I think, a couple of years ago and I was eating food at the same time and that was a bad couple of bad things to put together. Yeah, I was like, I feel so sick because uh, these were really terrifying stories of people who had lost their kid or their their husband or their wife or their sister or whatever and also they interviewed the people who were driving and texting while driving and like what was their story around who they were texting and why they were texting them. Yeah, it was really sad. But it's a really good way of discouraging your texting habits if you are someone who does do that and can't get away from your phone because those things are fucking addictive and driving can be boring and I can understand, you know, like, not that I'm like, texting while driving is not okay, but I know that a lot of people do it. I have sent you an occasional message while driving. Oh, yeah. Because when you're driving on a straight road with no other cars around, I'm not saying, like, it's a good thing to do, but... I don't think it's particularly unsafe. Again, like broad daylight, middle of the day, straight road, no cars. If you send me a message, I'll sometimes hit it and read what it says while driving and then like use the, you know, the middle button on phones where they try to guess what the next word is. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So sometimes I'll, you know that I've done this because I've told you about it while doing it before. Oh. Like you'll send me a message being like, hey, you there? And I'll just send back the word driving and you'll be like, oh, okay. Like, I don't know what you thought that meant. <laughs> I'm not sure that I know what I thought that meant either. I just assumed you thought it meant that I was driving. Yeah. Like, okay, I've just found one. Okay. Uh, yo, Peter, I don't have your audio. Oh, no, not again. Uh-oh. You there? Me, driving. What's up? <laughs> hey, just wondering if you had any pointers or ideas for tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh God. I, I, I feel not only... Must you be aware of it? But you're aware that you're asking me an open-ended question. <laughs> oh my god, that's terrible! I think I just mustn't. I just mustn't have thought that you were actually driving, even if you said <laughs> driving. Well, I, I I returned with like my tip was relax, just the word relax, because I can type like R E, and then the the <laughs> iPhone will work out what the rest of the letters are. Oh my god, that's terrible! I genuinely assumed you were aware of it, like. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I, no, ge- like genuinely not aware. I remember that message that you sent me and I was like, hmm, that's some short advice. Weird. Usually Peter gives longer <laughs> advice. <laughs> I remember like relax as a piece of advice. I was like, fuck you. Really? I had just told you I was driving. Yeah, but I did not probably know what you meant when you said that. I thought you meant like, Oh, I'm driving all day, but I've stopped right now. I probably would have said that. I'm a pretty verbose kind of texter. I don't know. Sometimes I ask you open-ended questions and you just reply with relax. (laughs) 
How am I supposed to know? Do you, do you want me to read the rest of this conversation? <laughs> no. Because no. it goes on. You keep asking me more and more questions. <laughs> I feel like this is this is appropriate evidence to suggest that I did not understand that you were actually driving. I don't have a car anymore, so I'm not going to be doing that again anytime soon. But I also don't think it's the end of the world to, like, read a text while, again, straight road. Like, if, if I was in traffic or if I was in any kind of situation where there were other cars around, I would not be doing that. But when you've been driving in a straight line for an hour and you're going to continue driving that straight line for another hour and there's no hazards at all, because it's a straight line, you can literally see the road for the next, like, 20 miles. I feel like you are, like, representing the harm minimization approach and I am representing the abstinence approach at the same time. (laughs) Have you ever texted while driving? Absolutely. And I don't mean that in a like, I absolutely do not take pride in that. That is not something I take pride in. I, uh, I view it as a problem and mostly I do it. I can't believe I'm saying this in public, but if I'm in a traffic light, I will, like, look at my phone. Oh, see, I hadn't I, I even considered that as a bad thing. Like, if you're stopped at a light, I don't see why it's a problem. Yeah, I mean, I suppose that's why I do that bit at the light. I have a, I have a, a little mounted phone. I had, I should say, past tense. You didn't take it with you? I've still got it, but I don't have anywhere to mount it. So the, the phone is mounted on my windscreen. And as well as that, if I'm in cruise control, then... All I have to do is is wiggle the steering wheel. I don't know if I mentioned this, but one of the features of my car was that when you turn the steering wheel, the car would face (laughs) that direction that you turned. (laughs) Fuck you. (laughs) And so, yeah, like, I guess objectively you shouldn't do it, but I I don't really... And I realize I'm the guy who had a car accident less than a week ago, but I I really don't have an issue with that. And uh, when I came on, I was genuinely like, am I going to mention the fact that I was speeding? And if you listen back, you'll see that I pretty aggressively brought it up because I was like, yes, cause I was speeding and I don't want to lie about that. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I used to have a much more problematic relationship with my phone. It's getting towards like, I'm like, mm, I think I need to delete all my apps again. It's, this is also why I did earlier this year, I did a dry July for the digital native and I got off all of my social media and I deleted all of the fun apps, including the realestate.com app, which apparently (laughs) is where I like to spend my time when I don't have Facebook or Instagram. (laughs) Oh my God, that process. I just, I had to delete so many apps because I deleted like Facebook, uh, email, Instagram, Twitter, Instagram. And then I would just find other apps like in my phone that were already there. So yeah, the realestate.com app. I'd start obsessively looking through any sort of like eBay or Gumtree or <laughs> like other shopping apps like that. I just like, it, it, I was just searching for things in my phone to pour mountains of time into. I have a question for you. Yeah. At its worst, which do you think was unhealthier? Your relationship with your phone or your relationship with me? <laughs> genuinely a hard question to answer (laughs) (laughs) but my relationship with my phone gives me more grief now like it's an ongoing grief-stricken relationship 
whereas my relationship with you now doesn't. At its peak... So do, do, do you want to say that again? Just, uh, just once more for our angry emailers? Oh, no. No, thank you. <laughs> but that's only because my phone relationship is very bad. Like, <laughs> my relationship with you brings me grief. So you're saying from like plus 10 to minus 10... I'm still a minus four. It's just that your phone is a minus eight. Yeah, 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 exactly. Nah, you wouldn't be in the minus. Uh, <laughs> I'd be a healthy one. <laughs> Maybe 0. 0.5. At <laughs> uh, <laughs> its peak, you know what? I installed this app on my phone. This is a few months ago when I was like, mm, I think there's some weird going on with me and my phone. And it was just an app that just tracked how much screen time you use per day. Uh-huh. And I was getting up to like eight and a half hours a day. Eight and a half hours a day on your phone? On my phone. Who you, how, where were you? <laughs> I'm not sure. Like I spend upwards of 10 hours a day on my computer because my entire life outside of my boyfriend and my girlfriend is in my computer. Yeah. Like my work is in my computer. The majority of my friends are in my computer. My social time is in my computer my recreational activities from my computer, like my life exists inside my computer much more than it exists in the real world with the exception of Lucy and my girlfriend. And, oh no, I exist in your, I'm in your computer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like genuinely. And I, I talk to you for maybe an hour a day, not on Skype, but like in terms of messaging, we go back and forth, probably an av- average of about half an hour to an hour a day. Yeah. Maybe you are the reason that I have such a problematic relationship with my phone. <laughs> And my brother and sister and I talk electronically all the time. And I stay in touch with my boyfriend and my girlfriend when they're not in my presence through my computer. And so I spend hours on my computer, but that's also where I get all my work done. Uh, It's kind of weird that my job now is board games because that's such a physical medium. Like (laughs) that is one of the most tactile mediums that you can have. And uh, maybe that's why I like it. Maybe because it's like a physical thing that takes me away from my computer. But uh, I spend hours and hours and hours on my computer because that's, that's where I live. So I can't imagine spending that much time on my phone because that would take me away from my computer. <laughs> yes. So how, like, are you on the loo for eight hours a day? Look, I actually don't know what that's about. I actually don't know what I was doing at the time. I think I justified it by being like, yeah, I was at a friend's place and we were playing YouTube videos from my phone. That totally doesn't count. But I think that that was maybe a cop out. I'm not sure what I was doing. It could have been anything. But, like, I don't know if you do this. Actually, do you do this? Where you get stuck in a, like, social media doom loop where you go to Instagram, you look at Instagram, you get out of Instagram, you go to Twitter, you look at that, you get out of that, you go to Facebook, you look at that, you get out of that, you go to email, you look at that, you get out of that, then you go back to Instagram you check to see which by that point has refreshed yeah by that point something new has happened in there so you can just like you can just go around the loop like just keep going so so two points (laughs) i have a rule that i am not allowed to go my phone in bed in the morning because i will get stuck in that loop for about two hours before i get up so instead first thing i do in the morning is i get up and go to the bathroom because there is a limit to how long i can sit on the toilet for And you take your phone to the bathroom? Yes. I like the morning social media checkup <laughs> to see, you know, what has gone out on Buffer in the night, what people have said and just what's happening generally. So I, I will do that on the toilet because after 15 minutes tops, like I don't want to be on the toilet anymore. That's not a fun place to be. 
Whereas bed is lovely. Bed is the best place to be. I know. Bed you plus can... infinite entertainment. That's a bad combination. I know. And you're just like, goodbye, 50 minutes. Now I only have 10 minutes to get ready. Oh, well, see, I don't have to get ready because I work from home. So for me, it's just two hours in which I'm not working when I should be working. That's why I have to stop because I have no deadline to like get up. So I can spend a whole day in bed doing that if necessary. And by necessary, I don't mean necessary. See, I actually find it easier to get up and do shit on days when I don't have to go to work. Well, I mean, I don't have a work to go to and... No, no, no. I'm just saying... I'm just saying... I'm, I'm, I'm saying I don't have that distinction. Uh, and then my second point is that if you add the Reddit app into that loop... Oh, no. No. Because... I've got Reddit set up that once I've viewed a thing, it goes away. So Reddit front page is literally an infinitely looping supply of content specifically curated by me. Yeah. (laughs) Like stuff that I've been like, I want to hear about this infinitely. And these days it's about like 30 to, to, because the the way that the Reddit app works is it picks 50 of your subscribed subreddits to show you. It doesn't show you all of them. So depending on which 50 it's picked in a day, it can be like anywhere between 30 to 60% just naked ladies. Oh, and I will look at naked ladies for hours. Like, that is one of my absolute favorite things to do. I love naked ladies. And so you add into the Instagram, Tumblr, Twitter, Facebook, email loop, Reddit, and yeah, I, I can lose days. Yeah, it's really easy. I think for me, I really noticed it when I realized that I used those things as kind of like a mood management tool and... A way of just escaping whatever, like, slight boredom, slightly uncomfortable emotion I was feeling at the time. I would just, like, go into the phone. Just go into the phone. A good uh, Geiger meter for whether I'm happy with my life or not is how many internet arguments I get into. (laughs) If if I find myself getting into, like, 15 internet arguments, I'm like, oh, I am deeply unhappy about something. I need to address that. Yeah. It's like I know that I'm thirsty when my nose is itchy. It doesn't make sense. It took me a long time to spot that pattern, but now I'm like, man, my nose is so itchy. Oh, I must need hydration. I can tell how unhappy I am by how many sort of holes of people's profiles I go into, particularly on Instagram. Who like exes? I just think, no, 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 not exes. Just strangers who appear to be having a great life. Aww. <laughs> oh, that's so cute and sad. I did it this morning. No, no, no. It's not actually really, it's not actually really nice. It's like people that appear to be having a great life in this way that... It's obviously curated. Yeah, it's obviously curated and you hate them for it. Not hate them, but you despise them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> not hate. Hate's the wrong word. Let me pick a different word. Despise. despise. <laughs> <laughs> I did that this morning with someone and I was like, I am looking at this person's profile as a way of beating myself up like this is not helpful yeah anyway in terms of driving social media there was a point in which i was like maybe i have a problem i remember i was driving not in dangerous traffic but again not a good idea to do this and i think i was checking my instagram while i was driving that's such a bad idea I think I was stopped at a traffic light. I genuinely have no issue with people checking at traffic lights. Like, that doesn't bother me at all. At worst, someone's going to be like, beep, beep, because you've missed the green light, at which point you go. I try not to miss the green light. It's kind of dicky, but it's not, I don't think it's dangerous. Yeah. It's not, it's not ideal, but it's also not dangerous. It was definitely a point of being like, huh, I, I just, 
I need to figure out this relationship with my phone. I was thinking maybe what I could do to try and figure out that relationship is start a podcast with my phone. <laughs> how? How? <laughs> I, don't need to, I don't need to add any more words to that. How? Look, I don't think it would be very interesting. But No, no, it wouldn't be. <laughs> I mean, it would just be like you talking to Siri, right? Siri, how is your day today? I feel good. How would you feel if I died in a car accident? <laughs> Let me think about that. Okay. I'm going to cut that off at okay. <laughs> Let me think about that. Okay. I've got to say, I think that I gave a better response than Siri. So there's two things I want to talk about uh, before we wrap up. One is that uh, even though I, I'm obviously totally fine, uh, when I went back, I was still like, I should go to the hospital just in case, you know, something weird happened and, and something got, got confused and jiggered up. Yeah, I was worried about that. Yeah, uh, so was Lucy. And so we went to the hospital and they have changed the policy. So now, like, I have overseas insurance. It's part of the condition for me staying in Canada. Uh, so if anything happens to me, it is paid for by someone. I went in and they're like, yeah, we have a new policy. You now have to pay up front and then get reimbursed from your insurance company. Whoa. So going into the emergency room was a flat $650 just for being in the emergency room, plus processing fees. And then I wanted to get scans. So it would have been upwards of, we got the sheet and I think we added it up to be like three to $5,000 that I had to pay up front and then hopefully gotten reimbursed from my insurance company. Whoa, that's totally fucked. Yeah, that really took me by surprise. Uh, I think Australia is not that far off because we have a Canadian friend who was staying with us, well, who lived with us. She lived in Australia for a year. And we had to take her to the emergency room once. And that was, it was a similar kind of thing. But I remember being really surprised. Like, Canada, you're meant to be the, the home of the good healthcare. And yeah, it would have been thousands and thousands of dollars. So we ended up not going. And I'm just, I've got a doctor's appointment for early next week. But, like, imagine if I'd actually needed to go and couldn't afford to pay. Like, they would have done something, but it's still really messed up. Yeah, it's really, really, really messed up. And the second thing is I was genuinely curious, and this might be a bigger conversation than we can have in the last, like, couple of minutes. Uh-oh, this is going to be a bad question where I look terrible, isn't it? Why do you hate people who aren't white? What? No, that's... <laughs> uh, no, the question was I, was, I was... I was wondering this, uh, like... Just say worst thing had happened and I died in this car accident. Yeah. What would you have done? I, okay, I gave that a tiny bit of thought, but I didn't give it very much thought. Like, I I didn't think, like, what would I do with the podcast? I, I just went through and was like, wow, I would be really, really, really sad. And then I was like, I wonder if I would get the money that I lent Peter back. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm joking. There was no part of me that thought about that. Um, no, I just thought I would be really, really sad. And then I was like, great that I don't have to think about that. Awesome. Still alive. But yeah, what would happen? Would you continue doing the podcast, do you think? Um, I mean, I was talking about it with Lucy and I was like, would you even, would would you be, oh, like, I don't know how you deal when your ex-boyfriend dies. Uh, I'm not sure either, actually. But like, presumably you would eventually just do an episode saying goodbye to me or like letting the podcast listeners know that I died. But then I was like, would you be able to do that? I don't even know. Look, okay. So I don't know what my stages of grief look like completely in that situation. Well, okay. Let's assume that it would be just like when your cat died. So the first thing you do 
is try to get me stuffed. <laughs> oh, no. And then when that turned out to be too expensive, you would just get my hands stuffed, presumably. <laughs> I don't and like the word stuffed. To the <laughs> and then go down to the Peter store and put another Peter on reserve. Now, you wouldn't actually take him home, but you'd be like, oh, man, that is a good Peter. <laughs> that, is, that is a really you fun You know what? Peter. And then I'd talk to my, my current partner and I'd be like, look, so I put a new Peter on hold. And my current partner would be like, look, I really didn't like the last Peter. You are not getting a new Peter. We are going to have a rule where you get... Three years of having a Peter, we have three years without having a Peter, and then we can go back to three years of having a Peter again. Uh, yeah, what, what do you think would happen to the podcast? If you died... Let's say when I die. When you die. <laughs> Are you happier now? You happy yeah, with that, that's that? much better. It's nicer. Um, okay, so first of all, I definitely do at least one more episode. I feel like that would be necessary. I don't know what I'd do after that. Like, potentially, you know, I deal with stuff by doing things. So, I wouldn't be surprised oh, if Oh, I... you would totally do an art project. Well, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if I use this as an opportunity to, like, do an episode with every one of your exes. Yeah, you, you, would, you would totally do some kind of crazy art project about me. Um, I... Yeah, I'm not... I. I absolutely expect that something like that would happen. We should start writing that just in case I do die and then you can have it prepared. Um, (laughs) I'm really glad that you don't have a car anymore. (laughs) I don't. It's true. A lot of people have been like, oh man, it sucks that you you don't have a car anymore. And I'm like, you know what? I'll I'll happily take that. Like, I think that that's okay. I will make that trade. I think that that's fine. Right now, I'm not like constantly elated, but it's really hard for me to be really upset about anything right now because I'm like... You know what, I'm going to pretend that God came down, God who I don't believe in, came down and said, look, Peter, you have to miss this bus, but you get to uh, survive that car accident and not injure anyone else. (laughs) And so I just keep adding stuff to that debt. So, like, uh, we have no outro for this week. And I'm like, oh, that's a bit annoying, but I will add that onto the deal of people stop sending outros and you get to survive this car accident. Done. Like... Very happy with that arrangement, thank you. How long do you think that this will last? Well, I mean, eventually I'll be like, no, not worth it anymore. Like, <laughs> <laughs> the debt has been repaid, thank you. Yeah, yeah, and then I'll then I'll start getting uh, uppity about things. Yeah. So, as mentioned, we don't have an outro this week. Yes. But uh, I thought maybe you could sing it. Hey, ho, ho. Um, I gave you zero warning for this. <laughs> you gave me literally no warning for this. If it helps, I thought of it as I thought of it in between the words. I thought maybe you could, and then sing it like that. That's when I came up with that idea. So I didn't give myself any warning for that either. <laughs> I don't want to sound like a party pooper, but I feel pretty shit today. Well, okay, think of it this way: like you feel shit, and you have to sing a song you don't want to sing, but. I get to survive that car accident. Pretty fair <laughs> trade, yeah? I feel like I'm like mentally doing my checks and balances of whether I could actually <laughs> utilize you not dying in a car accident as a way that would be helpful for me to appreciate my life more. And I feel like I feel like 50% confident that that could work one or two times. Well, do you want to use one on this song that you're about to sing? Oh, okay. All right. Okay, let's see. Have you got an instrument nearby? Thank mm-hmm. you.
I have a very out of tune guitar. Amazing. I'm I'm gonna tune it. That's okay. I'm gonna check my email while I'm driving. <laughs> no, Peter, don't do that. <laughs> you believe in me? Because I've literally just pulled my guitar out of the uh, the cupboard and I don't actually know what I'm gonna play. Perfect, perfect outro material. If you would like to send us an outro, the standard is low. <laughs> I thought if I got you to do this, maybe you'd be more vigorous in trying to get us new outros. <laughs> <laughs> this is a motivation strategy. <laughs> uh, okay. I love how I'm using the same chords as the intro. Yeah. Don't worry, I'll change. It'll be something else. You only know four chords. <laughs> Stop, shut up. <laughs> oh, thanks for listening to Oh, being honest with my ex. I hope that you've enjoyed the podcast. Please subscribe to us on iTunes and I. We'll love it if you would leave a review and tell your friends after the tune. But Peter, oh, oh, Peter, oh, 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 Peter, you are not my favorite son. Sorry, Peter. Uh, Now you have to assess it. Oh, I didn't think that was very good. My voice is pretty terrible this morning. Wow, you are harsh to the people who said in the outros. <laughs> yeah. I thought SJ did a great job and I really appreciated her sending that in. But apparently you thought it was a piece of shit. <laughs> I almost want to record it again and then slot it in because that's how much I don't like it. Well, if we don't get any other outros, then uh, <laughs> every week you can practice. <laughs> that's kind of nice. It's kind of cute. Uh, but thank you everyone for listening and I will not speak to you next week. Why is that, SJ? Oh, right. <laughs> I genuinely couldn't remember. <laughs> it's What's because happening next week instead? Next week is our anniversary episode. It's been going on for a year. And when it was Peter and I's first anniversary, I was such a nice girlfriend and... I got his favorite comic artist to make him a beautiful picture of us as superheroes. And he was like, yeah, that's pretty cool. I loved it. I thought that was the bee's knees. We talked about that in the first episode. This is true. But now this is our second type of anniversary. (laughs) The anniversary of doing this podcast. I've got to say, I like this anniversary more. That anniversary is good. Because it doesn't have me in it? No. No. So you, you still haven't told people what's happening next week. <laughs> <laughs> so next week I'm doing an episode with Peter's boyfriend, Lucy. And we're going to gossip about Peter a lot, basically. And it's going to be fun. Nice. That's going to be great for everyone. Like, <laughs> that's my ideal anniversary <laughs> present. Two people I love talking about. Me. <laughs> I got to say, because we've already recorded the episode, Lucy told a very fabulous story about your shamelessness that I really thoroughly enjoyed and which reminded me greatly of why the two of you are really great together and why 
Ah. We are not. <laughs> <laughs> so tune in next week for that. Uh, I haven't heard it yet, so I'm looking forward to listening to that as well. And then uh, after that, back to back to normal dealings, back to normal things. Woohoo! Uh, that's all. Bye. Bye bye. <laughs>